Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. With the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Today on the Patriots Board, I have two words for you. Devin McCourty, he talks with me about the decision-making process regarding retirement. He gives an update on his rehab after shoulder surgery and what the biggest surprise for him was when it came to the 2022 team. That's all up right now on the Patriots Report. Let's start with this. We heard from Matthew Slater on Friday that he said he was coming back in, in 2023. Where do you stand right now when it comes to the possibility of playing in 2023? Yeah, man, uh, I've gone back and forth. I think the, the good thing is I actually have a vacation coming up uh, with the family, and then uh, I'm going to go hang out with Jay for a week. And um, I think just being able to get away from football, uh, I think especially as you kind of get older, um, I think it helps you put things in perspective, doing other things. So uh, getting away with my family and Jay's family, then um, going, I'm going to do good morning football for a week uh, of just having fun with him and, you know, talking ball and doing what we've done since kids um, just to be able to do that. And, you know, I think then uh, it'll be early March, like second week in March. And, you know, we'll start to, um, I think for me and my wife decide and, you know, plan uh, what the next year looks like. And, you know, I think that's around the time. Um, you know, it, you know, free agency will be coming up. So it, it's, it'll be a, the right time uh, to really start digging in and make a decision. What are those conversations like when when you have to start thinking about the, the end of a career as opposed to just wanting to unplug from a, a long and, and difficult regular season? Yeah, man, my wife always jokes with me because this is probably the first year that I've actually thought about it. Like usually I say that I, I would say over the last like two or three years, um, you know, think about it. But as soon as the offseason hits, like I've gotten right back into working out and doing what I've always done to get ready for the season. Um, but I will say it's been I've been very fortunate, you know, having a twin brother who, you know, last year we had so many conversations um, as he was, you know, rehabbing his foot and um, ultimately trying to make that decision. Uh, and we would just talk about, you know, what you think it's going to be like, you know, your plans and everything. And, you know, I think even talking to him, it wasn't it didn't hit him fully until that video he did with his kids and everything. And he posted it. And I remember he texted me and he was like, man, like it's, it's really over now. And that was the first time, even though he had, we had talked about it, he knew what he was going to do. He had shoot. He had accepted a job and everything. Um, but posting that, you know, made it real. And I think that's the thing for all of us as athletes. It's something I've been doing since I was 10 years old. So um, the thought of not getting ready to go, the thought of not playing in the game, um, even though you think about it and I don't think it ever becomes real uh, until you do it. And that's just from talking to, to different guys. And, um, I, you know, I look forward to next year and I see me doing different things. I also see me playing. And, um, I think that's the, the really hard thing, uh, about trying to decide what's best for you and your family. 
there's a finality to it that I don't think we can truly grasp. I, I think we saw it with Tom's retirement video where, where you, you saw a very different guy than the one who had played for, for all those years. I imagine obviously your brother has been such a tremendous resource for you over the course of your playing career. Tell me a little bit about how he's helped you through this process. You've kind of alluded to it just, just then, but it, it must be great having him as a resource, someone who's gone through the retirement process and now has seemingly moved into the post-playing part of his career almost seamlessly. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just talking. It's just the conversations that um, we have. Is you know, if, when he, he texts me at the end of the year and he's like, what are we talking about? He's like, you played well last year. I've been told you, you can't, you can't retire until you suck. Um, so, but, you know, I think now throughout the offseason, just being able to just talk to him, uh, about how I'm thinking and, you know, how I'm feeling. And and I think everything um, that I think sometimes you can have that conversation with other people and it's not always taken the same or understood the same way um, of talking to somebody that obviously knows you really well, but also has been through the process, has played, understand, you know, like you just talked about the finality of it. And I remember that's what he said to me. He was like, it was the realization of there's no pickup game. Like I can't go, uh, you know, and have a Sunday pickup game like guys can do in basketball or, you know, baseball. He's like, like you can't, you can't have that. Um, so I think just those simple conversations, you know, I think with him uh, allow me to really put things in perspective and allow me to just think about other things. Um, and he's always willing to have those conversations with me. Last question on this topic. Have you talked to anyone else? Uh, it, it, former, you know, former teammates, guys in the league, about the process, about the retirement process, and, and everything that it entails. No, I really haven't. You know, I think you know, just talking to my brother, and obviously, uh, me and Slate are really close. He's uh, he's been in his uh, he's been selling his recruiting pitches now. Um, <laughs> he uh, signed, and then you know, me, him, and the wives got to go to Boys and Men concert Friday, and he was like, "Yeah, this is me. I'm treating you." Uh, Friday, you come with us. So, you know, I think those two guys um, and then, you know, even some of the guys that I've played with here a long time, like Deron Harmon, uh, Van Noy, like we're, we all talk uh, about everything. So uh, um, just in that group chat and different things like that, but not like a, I haven't spread a wide net of, you know, just talking, but just, I think the guys that I've always talked to throughout the years and different things, uh, just talking to them. We saw a report from Mike Reese saying you had off-season shoulder surgery. Can, can you give us an update as to where you are with your rehab at this point? Yeah, um, you know, I think it, I, I always laugh whenever I see that. I'm like, how does anybody know that? But um, yeah, <laughs> it's it Reese, a, though. He knows everything, I right? know, I know, and I was talking to him about it. It was just a minor surgery. So um, I've always, I think, from the 13 years, that's just one of multiple things that, like, I have to deal with every off-season of just rehabbing. So, this one included a minor uh, surgery, but it's, it's been kind of what I've done the last, I would say, five seasons with my shoulder um, of doing the same rehab stuff. So it's, it's coming along and uh, feeling pretty good. Ultimately, what surprised you the most about the 2022 team? Um, I'll say this. I think, you know, I think coming off 2021, um, the way we lost, um, I think, was uh, – how can I say it? I think it was very disheartening. You know, I think not not that we lost, but the way we lost, the way we responded during the game. And I would say the 2022 team, um, you know, I think obviously it didn't go our way against Chicago at, at whatever point, at mid, like midway through the season. Um, but I thought the team always responded. And obviously the season didn't go the way we wanted. 
Um, but I started to see more fight, you know, I think from throughout the game. And, you know, I think that is a big thing of my whole time in New England. You know, I think obviously you only remember the wins, the championships, but there were so many games in between there that just didn't look good. I like guess this is not the ideal situation. I think of being at home, losing to Cleveland, um, with really not enough time to come back and win. Obviously, the Atlanta Super Bowl, everyone talks about a crazy game with New Orleans in 2013. Like, we've had so many games um, with my time here, and there's just never been a panic. It, it's just been, like, this calm sense of, like, we'll just keep playing. Maybe we come back. Maybe we won't come back and win, but we're going to just play because that's what we do. Um, and I thought this team um, had a little bit of that in them more than the year before. Um, and I think when you watch teams, all good teams have that. You know, you watch Philly this year. You watch Kansas City throughout the season. Um, they had so many question marks and doubts. Is this team going to do this? You know, people said all year Philly hadn't played anybody. You know, Tyreek Hill was too big of a loss. But you would watch those games and you would see them just do the little, little bit. You know, it might not be to blow teams out, but just enough to get a win. Um, and I think that's what you start to see develop in the team. And, you know, that's not that's not easy to do. And I would say that's not something that just happens. Like you don't because you did it one year, you don't just automatically, you know, roll it over to the next year. Um, but I thought it was a good foundation. And, you know, I think guys got to see what that looked like, what it meant to continue to fight and like be in games and now have a chance to win those games. And hopefully the next step is, you know, winning those games next year. I know that every season is different, but in general, how long does it take you to get some perspective on a year once it's done? Is it a week? Is it a month? Or sometimes does it linger even longer than that? Yeah, um, I would say overall, it, it doesn't take long. Uh, when I was younger, it would take a while. Um, but I think as I've gotten older, I've learned to try to appreciate um, everything that goes on in a season, the good, the bad, um, the ability to play in that season. Um, and it, it's it's allowed me to really even go back throughout my career and and think about those other games and and actually enjoy them because um, we were in such a gauntlet here throughout my my career that it was like no matter what you did it was all about all right what are you going to do next year mm -hmm. um, and as you get towards the end of your career and like next year's not promised uh, it's allowed me to really enjoy uh, what we did the year before and the process and be disappointed on some things. Um, but it's allowed me to like fully dive in um, to that where in years past, I just wanted to kind of disconnect, get away and just be like, all right, I would come back and be like, man, it is what it is that happened. Now, how can I get better? How can we be better the next year? Whereas now it's like, you know, enjoying, you know, what you went through. And I think kids helped me out a lot with that. Like my kids, when I got, we lost to Buffalo at the end of the year. And the next day I was taking my kids to school and my daughter was like, yes, I'm so happy. You get to be here on the weekends with us and play with us. Um, and I think that allows you to even look at, you know, no matter how much work you put in, how important it is, there's other things in life that, you know, are actually way more important to me. And the time I get to spend with my kids has been awesome. And, you know, they, they always make sure I remember that having fun with them is the best thing that I could ever do. <laughs> it, over the course of your career, you and, and Matt and David Andrews are the three names that come to mind, at least when you talk about the current team of guys that have really distinguished themselves as, as not only just captains, but leaders. It seems like you guys kind of have something in your DNA, you know, just having been there for a while and it kind of built up some currency with teammates. Is there a guy or two or three who are on that roster who are younger guys? 
who might be poised in the next two to three years to kind of move into a similar situation that you and Matthew and David have. We, I, I've talked to a handful of guys. Dietrich Wise is a name that comes up. Are there some other guys on that roster that we might not necessarily know about, but in your eyes, these guys seem poised to take a, a big leap forward when you're talking about leadership skills? Yeah, I think I think the funniest thing is I think now when you look at like me and Slate um, and even Dave, but Dave, like Dave's like us, but Dave is, it's funny we talk about because Dave's a good amount younger than us <laughs> from Slate getting there in 08, me and 10 and Dave not all the way to 2015. Um, but I think because I still see Dave's growing into the kind of leader he's going to be. And I think even for him, um, there's going to be a time in his career where he takes an even bigger step um, and even his leadership. But I think like me and Slate, a lot of people see us now. And it's, if it's Slate, you know, after the game, giving a speech, or if it's me in pregame with my, with my guys in the defensive backfield and they see that and they're like, I think you, you automatically like, man, those guys were always like that. And um, I think for both of us, we looked around and saw what the team was. You know, when Gerard uh, retired, Vince went to Houston, uh, Logan Mankins uh, got traded to Tampa. We kind of, I think, individually within ourselves looked around and was like, I know for me as a defender, I was like, man, like my whole career, I heard from Mayo and I heard from Vince. Like those are the two guys that what they said went. I was like, I'm that guy. Me, Pat Chung, like we were guys that had been a part of that if we don't do that, there's nobody else. And it was in me. I think it was a part of who I am. I'm, I'm a loud guy. Like, And I think when I think that way, I think of a guy like Jacoby Myers, uh, obviously pending free agency and all that. I look at a guy like Kyle Duggar, who are guys that have grown from where they started uh, to where they are now. And I look at those guys as two guys from the offensive side and defensive side. If they continue to grow. And for both of them, it's not their nature to be talkative and to be, but I think for any player, we all want to be successful. You all want to win, not just be successful individually. You want to win football games. I think they're I think those are two guys that are going to look around and be like, man, like I got to now. And I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be the Devin Slate role, mm -hmm. but it might be like, I got to fill a role like Dietrich Wise is filling now. Like mm -hmm. I got to do that. And then Wise will take a step up. Jawan Bentley We'll be more talking and be more outspoken leader. Um, but I, I do see the guys in the locker room, a guy like John Jones, who isn't that young anymore. He's not super old like me and Slate, um, but a guy who has tremendous leadership through example. Um, and I think he's going to I think he'll turn into one of those guys, obviously, pending free agency as well. Of When things don't go a certain way, that's when you'll hear him the most mm -hmm. um, because that's his personality. Um, but they have a lot of guys in the locker room, I think, that work their butts off, do the right thing, good people, um, that I think leadership a lot of times finds you uh, when the time is right. And I think they have some of those guys that can step up and do that. What is it about Matthew Slater that makes him so special, so unique? I know that, obviously, I've had a chance to talk with him on a handful of occasions, we in the media you know, can connect with him and kind of get a sense of what he means to the team and what he means to the rest of that roster, the rest of the franchise, really. But as a teammate, what makes him special? Well, I think the first thing you think of, I, I'm very fortunate. I got to be around his family. Like you meet, you meet Mrs. Slater, you meet his mom, you, you fully understand. Um, she didn't play any games growing up and, and raise him a certain way. And he often tells me, obviously, you know, his dad, 20 year hall of famer, Jackie Slater. He said, everybody always talks about him and, you know, what he gave Slade and the jeans. And, and he's like, 
my mom ran that household. She was the one you didn't want to upset, you know, for me and him. Uh, and, you know, now transition his wife, Shaza, is the same way. Um, and I think because of that, he's always humble, always grounded. Uh, and I would say for me as a teammate, I can only say the biggest thing I learned from him was servant leadership. And uh, whenever you talk to him, whenever you're asking him about a player or his time on the team or what he wants to bring, it's always about serving other people. And I think that's how he looks at the game. He looks at the game as what can I give the game? What can I give my teammates? What can I give my coaches? Um, and I think that mentality allows him to get to know guys, um, to do what he always talks about, build meaningful, real relationships. Now allow him to go out there and know why you're out here running down on a kickoff next to him, why you're going to do these things. Um, and I think because of that, people truly know when you're around Slate, he cares about you. He wants you to do well. He wants you to be great. Um, and I think that allows him to not only get the best out of himself, it allows him to be around men who want to go and perform well just because they want him to be happy. They want to measure up to him, all of those different things um, he's been able to do at such a high level for 15 years now. It'll be 16 years. And, you know, for me, it's been a joy to watch um, as just a, a NFL player, but it's been an even better um, as like a dear friend and brother um, that we've turned into over these 13 years. You must have been able to appreciate the Super Bowl in the journey that the Kelseys took a little bit better than most. Tell me uh, what your thoughts on that and watching them compete. Obviously, it was different because you and Jason were on the same side, but it must have been a, kind of fun to to see the journey, the process that they went through over those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, and then the game and then the post game. Yeah, man, I laughed because so many people were like tweeting us and like, man, they didn't do this with you guys. Your mom, and I'm just like, <laughs> why is every like, why is everything have to be a comparison? You got two guys who are all pros. That means they were the best at their position this year, and they're playing in the biggest game of the year. And they're brothers. They're I forgot it was a two or whatever many years apart, um, and they're going and competing. The only thing is, I felt bad for them because I knew the post game was going to look exactly like that because I've been in that situation. I've won Super Bowls and I've lost Super Bowls. And I know the feeling of that. And I know I can't imagine like my family got to be sad when I was sad. Like I couldn't imagine, you know, my mom trying to be so happy for one kid and just so crushed for the other kid. But um, it was such a joy to watch, man. Just um, same thing with us. My mom came to one of the media days like, I know what they felt when they just watched their mom and they both said it at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Like it was so fun watching her get the glory, get the credit um, she deserved because of how they turned out. So uh, I enjoyed that, man. I, I was crushed for them knowing that as brothers and being close, you hate that one's ultimate high is the other one's ultimate low. Um, but I was just happy for them because they'll always remember competing against each other the week leading up, talking to each other, probably talking a little bit of trash and all, like all of those things that you did as kids, as, you know, siblings growing up, dreaming to be like they did it at the, the highest level. And it was the same thing with us, um, you know, celebrating on the field, giving each other five after a tackle or like just that small little thing. Like we did that when we were 10 mm -hmm. and we did that again at, at you know, at in our thirties and year you know, 10 in year nine in the NFL like that, like that was, that was remarkable to be able to be a part of that. 
Deb, I know you're very active off the field in, in terms of charitable endeavors, in terms of social just, justice initiatives. What do you have coming up that you want to mention that people might want to be aware of? Um, I don't have a date yet, but we'll have a 5K walk in, in, uh, in New Jersey uh, some point this summer. But um, actually, we just finished. We had our, our, our 10th annual blood drive at Robert Wood Johnson uh, down in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, but one of the coolest things I've been doing recently, and I'm gonna I'm planning on taking some of the guys, is uh, TPP Transformational Prison Project uh, is a group, and um, they go into these youth detention centers right in Boston, um, and they go and they just have round circle talks uh, with some of these young these young kids who have made mistakes and just talk about life, talk about how you're feeling, um, and that has been awesome for me. I've done that the last two weeks. Um, and just going in and having a conversation, telling my story. Um, because I think a lot of times as an athlete, um, the outside looking in is like everything is great. Uh, you know, everything is, you know, you, you can do no wrong. Life's just beautiful. Um, and I love to go in and just tell them my story and talk about what I've been through, um, what it's like day in and day out. Um, and just, to, you know, for them to hear somebody else's journey, because I remember growing up and not thinking like the things I wanted to do in life not seeing anybody around me doing it and wondering like, how could I possibly ever want to do that if I don't see anyone doing it? And I know a lot of those young kids are in that same position of doing some of the things that they saw growing up. And now you go do it because that's what you saw. Uh, and I love to just try to go shed a light on some positive things. Like I was talking to one of the guys, one of the young men, we talking about private equity, venture capital. Like we were talking about all these things that I didn't learn until I graduated college. Mm -hmm. And there's, and I was telling them that there's other kids who grow up knowing that, like they know that's what they want to do someday when they're 10 years old. Uh, and I think just being able to talk those things and be able to share moments uh, with young people uh, is something I, I, I absolutely love doing. So um, that's something I'm going to continue doing no matter what happens. I'm here in the Massachusetts area, you know, to my kids finish school, no matter what. So um, that's my plan to, to continue to reach out to guys and, bring them in there and, and allow them to connect with uh, these young people as well. I was talking with someone uh, last week, another reporter, and I said, we were talking about your future. And he said, I can't imagine New England football without Devin McCourty. And I'll say this, look, man, on a personal note, you were one of my favorite guys to interview on a regular basis because you're a straight shooter. You always took time with us. You won the the Ron Hobson award at least once, as far as I yeah. can tell, you know, <laughs> so it's been a pleasure to cover you, regardless of what happens moving forward. I appreciate that. It's it's been a it's been a great journey. Obviously, some a high up coming into the NFL, and then the second year down and um, learning and, and going through all of that. I think helped me be a better man I am person. And you know, I've always appreciated the the hard work it takes to do the media stuff, especially doing it. You know, doing some of it now, um, and you know, I can look back on my career and be very happy and content. Uh, with the way I handle myself, you know, now being on the other side, I would have hated to be like, man, I was an a-hole. And, you know, a lot of people weren't trying to be a-holes. They were just trying to do their job. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think it, it it speaks volumes of what it means to actually have relationships and ask people, you know, how are you doing? What's life like? Like, I think that means a lot when you're going to be around someone, you know, day in and day out over a six, seven month period. Dev, thank you so much for your time. Hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Tell LG, don't miss next time I'm here. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. One more reminder. This episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. 
You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup, and full player news and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.